Welcome to the Legacy Nashville Podcast. We are so grateful that you've taken the time out of your day or night to tune in. We pray that this message encourages you to love God, love people, and change the world. Now, let's get to the message. All right, well, here we are in the house of God on the last day of the 2023 season. Anybody else in the room today, you are excited to turn the page and start a new chapter in your life in a new season in 2024. I don't know about you, but I am. I'm excited for 2024. I don't know if you're like me, but I'm kind of looking at 2023 right now, wanting to say good riddance. Anybody else? Just a little bit, just a little bit. Just a little bit, doesn't have to be a lot, but just a little bit. You know, we spoke prophetically earlier this year about the number 23 being the number of of death. Even in the scriptures, there's so much symbolism of the number 23 meaning death. And death is something that all of us, Christians or not, will have to face. But as Christians, we know by faith that death is not the end. I'm going to try this side over here because y'all are not on my level today. Colton, you better turn up, bro. But for Christians, we know that death is not the end. Death does not have the final word. Resurrection is our portion, and that's what I'm believing God for as we turn the page into 2024. I am believing for you, for myself, for your family, for my family, that this would be a season of abundant life. Will you agree with that? Will you receive that? All right, it's it's y'all's turn. Will you receive that? Amen. Amen. I like this. We we don't normally have chairs this close, but this is awesome. We can scoot y'all up if you want. This is great, bro. We can do high fives and stuff. Like if I get to preaching real good, like stand up and high five me. This is awesome. I love this. I know you got me. So we're just going to start today. I don't have like a big pilot passage that I'm going to read and dissect. We're just going to start with prayer. And we're going to kick off praying and thanking Jesus and remembering Jesus and all that he has done for us in 2023. Does that sound good, church? So let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you for everything that you have done for us in 2023. For many of us, we felt the shadow of the valley of death. 2023 had its challenges. But we thank you, Jesus, that you are the friend that sticks closer than a brother. We thank you, Jesus, that you promised you would never leave us nor forsake us, but that you would be with us even to the end of the age. We thank you, Jesus, for your friendship. We thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness. We thank you, Jesus, for your providence and your protection. You said that you would be a strong tower that the righteous retreat into. Thank you for coming to our aid and defense in 2023. Thank you for bringing us to this place this morning. Thank you for setting our feet on the rock that is Christ and giving us the privilege of proclaiming victory today in the name of Jesus. We've made it 
and it's been because of you. We've made it through 2023, and it's been because of you, Jesus. Receive your glory today. I don't want any accolades. We don't want to take any accolades. We want to defer them all to King Jesus and say, it's only been by your grace, Lord, do we stand here today in your presence. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Could you just join me, church, in thanking him? Thank you, Jesus. Come on, don't stop. Thank you, Jesus. Just tell him again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Where would we be without you, Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Look how far we've come. Look what you've brought us up from. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name, and the church said, amen, amen, amen. amen. I'm going to read a couple of verses of Scripture to kick off our time in the Word today. We are going to have something that we do annually today, which is called our anointing service. So anybody and everybody who would like to be anointed and prepared prayerfully for this new season of 2024, we're going we're gonna to have a time here in just a moment where we invite you to come forth with your family and we're going to put anointing oil on your forehead and we're going to pray and we're going to bless you for this new season of 2024 in your life. So we're going to have an anointing service where we look to the good future that God has prepared for all of us, and we're going to agree with the word of the Lord over your life, and we're going to step into this new season excited and expectant for what God's going to do this year. Amen? But before we get to the future, I want us just to take a moment this morning, church, and I want us to remember the past. I want us to remember what Jesus has done for us in 2023. I've got a couple of scriptures, one from Deuteronomy, another from 1 Chronicles. You can read it on the screen with me. Like I said, I don't have a big chunky passage to dissect, but I'm just going to talk about remembering, and then we're going to turn, and we're going to face our future, and we'll be anointed. Does that sound good? In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2, the Bible says, and you shall... Remember. Can y'all say that with me again? You shall remember. remember the whole way. Doesn't that sound like Gen Z? You know, like Gen Z would be like, you preached a whole word, pastor. You know what I'm talking about? Well, you know, God's the one who coined that phrase first. I'm sorry to tell y'all, Gen Z. But he said, and you shall remember the whole way. Not a portion of the way, not a slice of the way. No, no, you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years or however many years you've been alive in the wilderness that he might. See, I love that the word connects our memory to our humility. It's only when we forgot where God has brought us up from do we get arrogant. But when I remember where Jesus found me when I got saved, it ain't hard for me to stay humble. I got to be honest with you this morning. I was living in a drug-infested apartment that I called a college dorm room, but the reality was I had already dropped out. My parents just didn't know. 
That's where Jesus found me. I was a drug addict, drug addicted. I was a drug dealer. I was a terrible person. I tell people all the time, I wasn't just depressed, oppressed, but I was also possessed. And that's where Jesus found me. It ain't hard for me to recollect and to testify and say, I remember the whole way that you delivered me from my addictions and I didn't even have cravings to turn around. I remember the whole way that you delivered me and you set me free from the demonic and from darkness and death and sin. I remember the whole, you see what I'm saying, church? If you take a moment this morning and you remember the whole way of where Jesus has brought you from, you're not gonna have a problem with ego. Because you're gonna remember it's by his grace that I'm standing here today. You will be humbled in his presence as, as you remember. And he goes on to say, testing you. See, that's what the wilderness does. Some of you have gone through a test in 2023, am I right? Testing you to know what was in your heart. 2023 has revealed some things about ourselves that God wants to go to work on, whether you would keep his commandments or not, his judgments, his words, his will. Let's go on to 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 12. First word there. Can y'all read it with me? Remember. remember. One more time. Remember. remember. God wants us to remember. Remember the wonders that he has performed in 2023. My God, he has done wonders. Remember his miracles in 2023. There's no reasonable explanation for why it worked out the way it did, but I remember that it was the grace of God and the rulings, there it is again, his judgments, his words, his commandments that he has given. We are to remember these things. So if you could remember with me where we were on the first day of the year, because I was realizing this week as I was preparing for this message that we've had a unique privilege this year. We were in the house of God on the very first day of the year in 2023. And now here we are again in the house of God on the last day of the year in 2023. Now that's wild to me. And I know like that's the way the calendar worked out this year. But I was thinking this week in prayer, God, did you set us up? Did you do this on purpose knowing we would need it? Knowing that this might be the year of death for some of us, did you just book in the year with church so that we could start and offer our first fruits to you knowing that you would be good to us so that we could finish remembering that you have in fact been good to us? Did you do this on purpose, God? It kind of feels like a setup. Well, I don't know if you remember, everybody say remember. I don't know if you remember the word that the Lord spoke to our church on the very first Sunday of 2023, but I've been remembering it all week long. Sola gratia. Do y'all remember? Sola gratia is a beautiful Latin phrase that simply means by grace alone. On the first Sunday of the year, 2023, the Holy Spirit spoke and said, sola gratia. And now on the last day of 2023, I'm remembering church, I'm recollecting, I'm testifying, I'm looking back and reviewing the last 12 months and I'm looking and I'm saying, by grace alone. I shouldn't be here today, but by grace alone. Man, hell was up to some stuff this year, but 
by grace alone. Man, I was sick. I was out. I was done. People counted me out, but by grace alone. Everybody thought I was a goner, but I shouldn't even be in church today, but yeah. See, I think you guys are starting to get it. And that's what I was saying all week. I said, by grace alone, I'm going to testify. I'm going to go to church on Sunday and I'm going to testify. And that's the thing about remembering and also preparing for a new season. You've got to remember what Jesus has done up to this point and you've got to testify. And so I woke up this morning excited to come to church to testify. And I want you to testify as well. This is not about each of us taking the mic and telling a long story about what Jesus did for you in 2023. This is as simple as remembering and giving God praise for what he's done over the last season of your life. God wants us to remember. Do you remember what Jesus has done for you this year? I know your holiday schedule has been busy. I know you've been celebrating with your family, your friends, you've been in the hustle and the bustle, but have you paused long enough to remember, to recollect the reality that Jesus has not left you, he's not forsaken you, he has been that friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's been with you every single step of the way and even those moments when you could not discern his presence, if you will go back and remember, you will realize that he was with you the whole time. This is the blessing of remembering. And so I want you to take a moment today, church, and I want you to testify. I want you to be like the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, where you testify whenever Paul said, but by the grace of God. I have to think when he wrote out those words, he was thinking about some of his problems. But by the grace of God, this is something I love about the Apostle Paul. He did not know the difference in a prayer request and a praise report. He said, you know what? It all pays the same. We're going to give Jesus glory no matter what comes. But by the grace of God, I should have died in that shipwreck. But by the grace of God, I should have died when they stoned me. But by the grace of I should have been done for when I was persecuted. Hey, come on, y'all help me preach this this afternoon. I, 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 really what I want to do is I just want to incite like a fire in you today. I, I want you to get a little bit of the I told you so anointing. That's, that's what I want you to walk out of the sanctuary with today, saints. And say, oh, the devil counted me out. But by the grace of God... Thought he had me, but by the grace of God. See, when you start testifying, I don't know about you, but it just, for me, I just get a little swag. <laughs> but by the grace of God, come on, you want some? But by the grace of God, devil, it ain't gonna happen. But by the grace of God. I don't know, it's just me, I get... I'm weird, all right? I acknowledge it publicly right now, but when I start testifying, it just gets saucy fast. It's that I told you so anointing. And I want you to leave the sanctuary church with that anointing to where you, you just, 
You talk back to the devil and you testify. You say, no, but by the grace of God, like the apostle Paul, he said, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. It's not my own self-development. I didn't make myself in 2023. I didn't listen to enough podcasts to become the person that I am. I didn't take enough courses so that I could work on Project Me. It's been by the grace of God that I stand before you today. I am who I am by the grace of God. This is not self-improvement. This is grace working. This, This ain't a glow up. This is grace. It's more than any man can accomplish in their own strength. This is the grace of God working in my life. I don't know about you, but I feel the grace of God this morning. I feel the grace of God. I'm excited about the fact that I have access to the grace of God. Devil can't distance me from it. Can't wall it off away from me. Because of what Jesus accomplished on the cross, grace is your portion. Just take it today. Just receive it like a gift on Christmas. I know you already got gifts, but you know what? It's the gift that keeps on giving. Grace. Grace. Like uh, Ezekiel Elliott used to do. First down. That's how I'm coming into 2024. Grace, I'm eating. We're going forward. Am I out of pocket today for you guys? I, I took a week off. I mean, what do you expect? The last six days, I was like, I cannot wait to go to church. Church online is not the same. It's not the same. But I'm back and I'm feeling my grace. Nudge your neighbor and say, I'm feeling my grace. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. I love that line. His grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them. Notice Paul doesn't use grace as an excuse to not work. I ain't got to do nothing. There's grace for that. You didn't get that from the apostle Paul. He said, no, no, I'm fully aware of the fact that what I do doesn't matter because it's all grace, but that doesn't mean that I don't do anything. Paul said, I worked harder than anybody. Though it was not I, but it was the grace of God. Now, I want you to remember as Paul reflected today, church, and know that you are who you are by grace alone. That's how you got here this morning. It was by grace alone. And I want you to also remind yourself that the grace of God was not given to you this year in vain. It wasn't given to you in vain. No, you made it. You made it. If you are under heaviness this morning, if you are under shame and guilt about your relationship with God and you came today hoping to salvage the year, like I got to go to church today, I'm just trying to salvage the year. I want you to know that the grace of God that he gave you this year was not given to you in vain. I want you to remind yourself of where you are right now. You made it. You're here. It may have been a bumpy, rocky road, but you're here. The grace of God was not given to you this year in vain, but you've worked. I hope you can testify to that. I've put in work this year, but it's not been because of my work that I've received anything. 
It's been because of the grace of God, and we need to remember this. I don't know if you guys remember this, but Pastor Andrew Damasio was here like a few months ago, and he said something I had to include in my notes. He said, if we refuse to remember and reflect, well, we're bound to repeat. And so I thought we could take a moment today and remember, I thought we could take a moment this morning and testify. So before we take aim at our new season, let's talk a little bit more about remembering. Did you know that the word remember appears often in the scriptures? It actually occurs more than 350 times in the Bible where God tells his people to remember. If you look at all the variants of the word in Hebrew and Greek of the word remember, you'll see then that the mentions go beyond 550 times does God tell us to remember in the Bible. If the Bible tells us to remember more than 550 times, would we all agree that remembering is very important to God? Remembering is very, very important to God. Therefore, it must be very, very important to us. I'm remembering whenever the, the, the lawyers, they came to Jesus to test him. And they asked him a question. They said, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Do you guys remember? You remember? Come on, we're remembering. Do you remember that? Well, we know what Jesus endorsed, and that comes to us from a passage of Scripture in the Old Testament, which is Deuteronomy chapter 6. Jesus affirms God's command to love Him with all of our heart, with all of our souls, with all of our minds, and with all of our… Y'all remember that, right? And so when he asked, okay, what's the greatest commandment? Jesus gives us um, that endorsement. He says, here's the greatest commandment. Now, if you zoom out a little bit and you look at Deuteronomy chapter 6 in context, we get more than a simple command to worship God with our everything. We then receive instructions to remember, remember, remember. Somebody say remember. Remember, 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 remember the command. It's one thing to receive the command. It's another thing to remember the command. It's one thing to receive a sermon on Sunday. It's another thing to remember the message on Thursday. It's one thing to receive seed. It's another thing to water, to nourish, to care for, to steward, so that the seed can come forth with fruitfulness. Whenever Jesus gave us the parable of the sower, what he was talking about was the difference in somebody who received and somebody who remembered. We must do more than receive the word. We got to remember the word and live by it. You know, my conviction is that being a Christian is so much more than subscribing to a set of dogmatic beliefs. So much more than that. We've got to remember the words in the way that God instructs us in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and apply them to our ethics. 
to our lifestyle, to the way that we live, to the way that we think, to the way that we treat our spouses, to the way that we treat our children, to the way we interact with the body of Christ, the way we do everything. Are you, are you with me this, this morning? We need to remember the reality of what it means to live in Christ and for Christ to live in us. We're not just subscribed to some nominal religious club. Are you with me on the last Sunday of 2023, church? We need to remember the Word. The, the Word needs to be in us. The words of God need to be in us, breathing and moving in us. And you, you with me? Am I, am I taking the point too far? It's so important for us, church. We got to remember what God has said. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, if you zoom out a little bit, you look at the context of that command. I want you to see what God said. He said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your might. And these words, I command you today shall be on your heart. What does that sound like? Somebody say, remember. Remember. Put them in your heart. Don't take them out. Keep them, write them, tattoo them on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. What is God telling us to do with our kids? Remind them. And you shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down at night, when you tuck your babies in bed, what are you, you're reminding them. You, you remember. You, you with me? Because we have a tendency to forget, don't we, church? We have, we have short memories. God will do something spectacular in our life and then a month later, something bad will happen. Be like, God doesn't love me. He just blessed you with the biggest miracle you've ever experienced in your entire life. Are you, are you, are you with me? We have this tendency to forget, and that's why God continually says to us in his word, remember, remember Egypt, I brought you out. Remember the wilderness, your shoes never wore out. You always had food to eat every single day. Remember the deliverance. Remember where you were when I found you. Remember. Remember how far you've come in your journey. Remember. And that's why God is telling us here in Deuteronomy 6, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand. You ever seen like an Orthodox Jewish person that has the leather wrapped? Or he goes on to say, you shall write them, uh, or they should be like frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. It's like, I want you to put them over the front door and the white picket fence. Write the commands of God. Why is God telling us to do this? Because God is telling us to remember. He is saying, remember my commands in your heart. Remind your kids of my commands. Bind my commands to your hands so you don't forget. Put my commands on your forehead so you don't forget. Write my my commands on your doorpost so you don't forget. Remember, 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 remember. Somebody said remember. God considers remembering as an act of worship. God considers remembering an act of worship. You know, it's an act of worship, and you know what that makes it? Remembering is also an act of spiritual warfare. I'm going to remember what God said to me. I'm going to remember who God said that I am. I'm going to remember the prophetic promises that have been spoken over my life. I'm going to remember what the Scripture says about me. I'm the head and not the tail. Let me remember that I am more than a conqueror. Let me remember that I am clothed in the full armor of God. 
Let me remember what Jesus has accomplished on my behalf through the cross. Let me remember that death didn't have the final word. It's an act of worship, but it's also an act of warfare. God wants us to remember, so therefore you can guarantee that the enemy wants you to forget. God wants us remembering, but the enemy wants us forgetful. The enemy cannot stop God from speaking to you, so the enemy does everything that he can to get you to forget what God said. Just trying to distract trying to get us forgetful, and I'll go a step further, trying to get us fragmented. Right? I, I did a little reading this week on uh, psychology today, and I checked the facts with Pastor Michelle in between services, <laughs> and she said I was in the clear to share this analogy. But the enemy wants us forgetful and fragmented. You know, when you think about that word fragmentation, you start to think about separation, right? Portions of ourselves that get sliced off and removed and distant, and we get fragmented when we get forgetful. So in psychology, they have a word for what happens to us when we are forced by life to forget certain experiences, and it's called fragmenting. What fragmenting does is it separates parts of your past and parts of you from one another. So you're forget, forgetful and you're fragmented, and that's the way that the enemy wants you. He wants you forgetful. He wants you to not remember. He wants you to minimize what God has done in your life. He wants you to neglect the commands that God has given you in your past. That's what the enemy wants, which is why God tells us to remember and why remembering is so powerful. Forgetting and fragmenting, it separates us from our life in God and from ourselves. But remembering what God has done and what God has said brings us back together and it produces in us wholeness. That's why I think even in the opening scripture that I read, remember God said, I want you to remember what? The See, there's something about our wholeness that is connected to our memories. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to heal some memories today. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to heal some memories this morning. Memories that have tormented you throughout 2023. Memories of traumatic events that the enemy has tried to push and push and push and bring back up and tell you that God was not there and tell you that God is no longer good. I believe that the Holy Spirit's going to heal some memories today. Because God is good. He proved that to us through the cross. Because God was there, because he promised us to be so in his word. And I believe the Holy Spirit's gonna heal some memories today. You know, when we remember, I want you to think about that word for a moment, remember, you remember, you bring all of the members, all of the pieces of God's purpose and God's plan for your life back together again to your heart, to a place of wholeness. I'm remembering. The enemy tried to dismember the vision God gave me. The enemy tried to dismember the testimony that I confess knowing that God is good in my life. But I'm going to remember. I'm going to put them back together again. I'm going to take, yep, God did that. God did. 
Let me bring back the purpose that God has. Let me bring back wholeness by remembering what God has done. Let me bring it back by remembering what God has said. There is power in remembrance when we're whole, remembering the reality of God's presence and God's power, God's purpose in our lives. We're full of praise and we're full of wholehearted worship because we remember and that's what remembering does. It remembers our our lives back together again in God. It is important that we remember. In Psalm chapter 9 verse 1, the Bible says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my You see how it's showing up again? With my I'm going to testify. There's something about testifying and wholeness. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. So we're, we're getting ready to anoint everybody with oil. And I want to remind you of a, I want, I, I want you to remember Uh, I gave a a message a few weeks ago, it was kind of early December or late November, about finishing well. Do you guys remember that? Finishing well. Not necessarily finishing strong, but finishing well. And I said a couple of things. One one thing was when we get back together on the last Sunday of 2023, we're going to declare this scripture over our lives. 2 Timothy 4 and 7, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I have fought the good fight. I don't know how you got here. You may have crawled to get here, but you got here. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. And so I want to remind you on the last day of the 2023 season, we're going to join one another at the altar and we're going to receive these words from God. Well done good and faithful servant. Do you remember that, that message, finishing well? That's what we're going to receive from the Lord today. Well done, good and faithful servant. Well done, good and faithful servant. You know, I was thinking earlier this morning about the journey, the race. You know, Paul talks about finishing the race. And here we are today at the the end. We're finishing a race today, church. Did you know that? You made it. You're finishing a race. And, and, and I, don't know, I don't know how you're remembering your race. You know, my wife and I, we're actually going to be racing next weekend. Yeah, yeah, we are. I, I, some of you guys are like, what do you mean by that? Like, you race a NASCAR? No. I am from Owensboro, Kentucky, but I don't race cars. Uh, my wife and I are going to be uh, doing a half marathon and a marathon next week. That's right. So, wifey's been crushing the training. We've been running together. So, I get the opportunity to go back and redeem myself because my first marathon, my first race, was extremely difficult. And it was my fault because I didn't prepare rightly for it. But the first marathon I ran, I actually ran with my father. All right. My, my dad is a marathoner, he's almost 60. I'm, I'll be 40 next year. But even when we run together, he still kicks my butt. It's not right, you know. I should be faster than him. 
But he really wanted me to run a marathon with him a few years ago. He's like, you got to get into this. You got to get into this. And so we said, okay, we'll do it. And my wife let me train for the marathon because the marathon's at Disney World. And you guys know how she loves Disney World. So she was like, okay, I'll suffer through your training if you'll take me to Disney. I'm like, works out for both of us. Win-win. We remember. We testify. Hallelujah. (laughs) And, you know, I really didn't prepare adequately for that race. But you know what we're doing today? We're preparing. The anointing of oil is about preparation. It's about preparing for the new season. I, I didn't prepare for that race so well. And I, I, I was running the race and there was a time where I felt pretty good. And then it, it started to get bad. You guys that work out, you know what the pain cave is. You just kind of go into it and you're like, yeah, all right, it ain't looking good. I just got to keep going. And I got to like mile 18 in this race and I was, dude, I was punching my quads because my quads were like locking up on me. And I'm like, and I'm like speaking scripture over my body. <laughs> Line up in the name of the Lord. You know, like I'm trying to rebuke the devil, but really it's my ill preparation. <laughs> that hit too close to home, my bad. How you going to blame the devil for what you didn't prepare for, says the Lord. Come on, God. Strength. I can do all things through Christ. Who strengthens me? And then I remember somebody told me one time, well, if you're, you know, if you're having muscle spasms, then you need to stretch out. So I was like, all right. So I stopped over and put my hand on a car that was on the path. And I went to go pull my knee up, you know so I could stretch my quad out. And when I went like that, my hamstring locked up. And I said, oh, I mean, I, I, I yelled audibly like it was a, oh! And I was like, no, you know, I was like, dang it. And then, and then, the, and then the left one, you know, it just, and then it locked up. And so I'm walking, running like, For like six miles, I'm laying hands on myself. I'm like, David went into the tent and encouraged himself in the Lord. Like, I'm like, I'm, I, right now, body, line up to the spirit. My body will prosper as my soul prospers. Like, I'm pulling all the scriptures out, right? And I, I'm, I'm still in pain. And here's what's crazy. I didn't expect this about running a race. But I started to get attacked by these thoughts when I'm running the race that I said, my dad is going to be so disappointed in me. So I stopped thinking about, oh, the pain, how hard this race was. I stopped thinking about, this is my fault. I should have trained more. And like, but I, I started thinking like, man, I'm going to let my dad down. You know, my dad's already done. He's probably waiting on me and he's not going to be like, he's not going to be proud of, of, of my performance. So I'm like, I remember I was on like mile 22. And I don't know if anybody in the room has ever involuntarily cried before. But I, 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 I did like, <laughs> you ever had that happen before? <laughs> I'm like, why am I crying? This is, I'm at Disney World. You know, I'm like. It's the most magical place on earth. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm like, come on. I'm like, my dad, he's going to be sad. He's going to be bummed. 
And, you know, I get to the end and like at the end you can see the finish line and there's like people that are, you know, kind of like, yeah, let's go. You know, they got, they got posters up and there's a guy like he notices your bib number and he gives you shout outs. And, and I look over and I see my wife and I'm like, she's proud of me because <laughs> my wife is always proud of me. It doesn't matter what I do. Sometimes I want her to be like, yo, suck it up. <laughs> she never does that. She was like, you're great. But I don't see my dad. And I'm like, man, my dad's probably disappointed in me. He's probably really not proud of like the race that I ran. And as I cross the finish line, there's a paramedic there and they're like, sir. <laughs> they're like, sir, sit, sit down. I was like, no way. They're like, sir, we have a wheelchair. You get in the wheelchair. Absolutely not. You know, I, I get my medal and I'm like, there's no way I'm, you know, I told you I got this I told you so thing. And I'm like, I'm finishing this race, right? And, um, and they say, well, at least let us ice you down. I'm like, all right. You know, so they wrap these big ice packs around my quads and hamstrings. And I'm, I'm walking out just looking disheveled. I mean, it's, it, I look bad. You know. And I see this, like, like once you leave the finish line, you, you, like, there's no spectators allowed back there. Even once you finish the race, you can't come back to the finish line. They have this marked off space. There's this big yellow line on the floor that designates where no one is allowed to go past even people who have finished the race, right? So I'm walking over to this, where this yellow line is, where you kind of meet, uh, you know, with your friends and family or whatever. And I look up and I see my dad and I'm like, embarrassed. And I watch him, he goes, just moves everybody out of the way, goes past the yellow line. I'm like, you can't go past the yellow line. And he just, he just runs up to me. He's like, great job. I'm so proud of you. And I put my head on his shoulder. I started crying. I was like, dad, I'm sorry. I didn't do good. I was so afraid you're going to be mad at me. He was like, what are you talking about, son? You did amazing. I'm so proud of you. You did great. There's less than 1% of people do a marathon. Are you kidding me? Great job. And, and in that moment, it's like I remembered something that was so important to my identity and who I am, which is like my dad loves me. I'm loved by my father. But, you know, sometimes the way that we run our race, we can get covered in shame and guilt and, man, I didn't do good. And dad is doesn't care that I'm here on the last day of 2023. In fact, he's probably shaking his finger at me right now. See, you didn't prepare for this. That's why your year was bad. Can I tell you, I believe this with everything in me. The picture that I received, it was a real blessing to see my natural father break the barricade and be like, you're my son. I'm proud of you. Can I tell you, I believe with everything in me today, our heavenly father is, is brushing by every barricade that life has tried to set up in your life and just getting to you saying, I am proud of you. You made it. Look where you're at today. 
You could have been anywhere but church, but you are in church. You made it. You have fought the good fight. You have finished the race. And now we want you to receive a reward. And we also want you to receive preparation. We want to smear this oil on your head and anoint you and send you into this new season. So that's what we're going to do. You know, um, there's three offices that are included in the scripture when people would receive anointing. It's oil, anointed with oil. There's three offices. One was a prophet, the other was a priest, and the other was a king. Anytime there was a prophet, priest, or king that was elevated, promoted, proclaimed as such, they would receive an anointing of oil for their assignment, for their, for their new season. And as we anoint you today, I want to proclaim over your life that who you are, as a prophet, priest, and a king. I'm, I'm not saying you're office prophet or you have to be in vocational ministry. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the anointing, the anointing of prophet, priest, and king, which comes from Jesus. We're going to declare that over your life for this year, that you would operate in the prophetic anointing this year unlike ever before, that you would discern the word of God over your life. The words of God would flow through your lips that you would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living everywhere that you turn, that you'd have a prophetic vision for this year. And we also pray that you'd have a priestly anointing, that you would be found at the altar in prayer every single day of 2024, that your personal atmosphere would be permeated with the incense of loving praise unto the Lord Jesus. And that you'd also operate in a kingly anointing, that there would be authority that comes from the Holy Spirit resting upon you like a mantle that you would walk in the authority that you have as a believer, as a disciple, and that you would rule and reign, not as a victim, but as a victor. And that's what we're declaring. Will you receive that today? If you receive that, just say amen. 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 Let's stand to our feet. The worship team is going to lead us in some worship as we pray. And let me give you some instructions. We're going to have some team members that are going to start in the back and they're gonna work their way forward. They're gonna dismiss by row. And we want you to come up. There's gonna be different people designated to pray over you. And they're gonna anoint you with oil. It's not gonna be a long prayer. There's a lot of people for us to anoint today. But we're gonna bless you in the name of the Lord for this new season. As we prepare to do that, would, would you be willing, just real quick, if you don't mind, just, just close your eyes. Could, could you remember with me God's goodness over your life for 2023 thank you Jesus thank you Jesus can we say again church thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you for where you brought us from team go ahead and start dismissing worship with us as we pray thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you tuning into the Legacy Nashville podcast If you'd like to support the ministry, you can do so at LegacyNashville.org forward slash give. If you're listening on iTunes, log into the store and give us a good rating and review. This helps our podcast reach new people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Until next week, love God, love people, and go change the world.